0: Monday, May 3, the 123rd day of 2021. There are 242 days left in the year. Good morning MV, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Mitchell's Country Station 1039 the Moose live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes Podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community the county the commonwealth and the country nfl draft is in the book so is derby 147 we'll reflect on those two things and also take a look uh, forward to mother's day that and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the No. settling into my left rolling Mach nine with her hair on fire is my beautiful wife the beautiful girl it's the Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Right on cue. I introduce you and the sun comes out momentarily. So uh, if you conjured that up, thank you for doing that. Well,
1: you're welcome.
0: Uh, we'll talk more about Derby weekend in just a moment, but I need to ask you, this next weekend is going to be all about you as the lone mom on the show this morning. Okay. I will ask you, is there anything in particular that you want for Mother's Day As since we still have a week to figure it out?
1: Um. I think you know what I want.
0: Okay, I I know I know that one thing that you want, <laughs> but is there anything else that you want that uh, um, you really able to share with I mean,
1: people? I I have gone so long without it the focus being on me. Uh-huh. So, I focused on my mother, my grandmother that I really don't think about me. Okay. So, I mean
0: So, nothing. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to do nothing for you, is that what you're saying? Nothing other than what you already know. <laughs> All right, but. very good. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award, two-time Silver Sal nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even stop It's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. You know where New Stop is? Yeah, Caneyville yeah. area, right? Yeah, down okay. extreme west, yeah. western Grayson Pretty County. Pretty much
2: is closest you can get to Ohio County, right?
0: <laughs> Pretty much. That's right. Uh, so uh, tomorrow, I need to gauge your interest. Uh, are you a May the Fourth celebrator? No. You're okay. So you're 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 anti Star Wars? Is that what I you're don't, telling me? I mean,
2: I'm not. I just am not a fan. All right. I don't think I'm anti it. I guess I just have no strong opinion.
0: Oh, yeah, you're one of those Harry Potter kids. Oh. That's right. That's what well, It's not even in the that, same realm. Where, Harry
2: Potter blows it out of the that, water.
0: That's where you went wrong. I got it. Uh, may the 4th is tomorrow, so may the 4th be with you, giving you plenty of time to get uh, to get that figured out. Um, Weather wise, going to be stormy at times for the next 48 hours. There is a complex setup with multiple rounds of severe storms possible tonight and tomorrow. We'll see damaging winds, fairly hard, a large hail, and isolated tornado or localized flooding. That's across the region. That's uh, the Kentucky anna region as a whole. That's uh, according to our uh, partners at the uh, Wave 3 storm tracking team. Uh, we'll see late week cooler with uh, scattered rain showers. We're going to go back into the 60s. To, uh, Wednesday through uh, all of the weekend, before we stair-step back up into the 70s, we're going to again see overnight lows in the 40s. And so going to be a raucous kind of uh, couple of days for today. We'll see thunderstorms late, rain chance at 80%, and a high of 80. I, I think it'll, it, it won't be there very long, I think, before the rain showers come and Cool us back down. We'll see strong storms tomorrow and a low of 66, and then rain chance. Uh, that's for tonight. Storms in the low of 66 tonight, and then uh, thunderstorms late again tomorrow and a high of 80, and then we get down into the 60s and stay there for a few days. Uh, sad news to pass along this morning. We've had uh, a couple of rounds of sad news the last few weeks, and uh, it, it is with a uh, tremendous amount of sadness that. We have to report to you uh, this morning the passing of, of Rob Beasley. Uh, R- Rob is, um, there are several different connections to Rob on our team here. Rob, I guess first and foremostly has been a family member of mine for my entire life. We're, we're cousins. Uh, his his grandmother and my grandfather were siblings, and so that's kind of the way that we always kind of kept kept track. And uh, Rob's older than I am, and always looked up to him a great deal. Uh, he was uh, our engineer here in the building, and so while you did not uh, hear from him, he was active here in keeping things running as needed. He was an alumni of this building. He got his start in broadcasting in in this building back during the 80s. And then over the years, also very active in Grayson County High School Band. Um, He had a a wide network of of friends living down in Logan County, but were involved in Living Hope. He worked in uh, Bowling Green Radio for a long time before focusing on engineering duties. Uh, Rob was also an electrician. He, uh, he showcased those skills for a while back in the, in the late eighties and early nineties. And, um, it just, uh, he, he had an extremely tough bout, uh, that was COVID related that goes back, um, nearly 36 or 37 days ago. And, um, it, it it's, it's, uh, I feel bad because the way that Rob and I carried on with one another, Throughout the years, we were always joking and cutting up with one another. And when he told me that he tested positive for COVID, we just kind of laughed it off. I said, leave it, you know, leave it to you uh, here on the tail end of the pandemic. And then uh, I didn't think too much more about it and then was just really, really um, uh, had a setback when I learned a couple of weeks ago that four days from his first COVID symptom, he was hospitalized and he spent about 21 days on a ventilator, he was in the hospital for uh, 35 days or so. So it was just very. It last week was an extreme roller coaster of a week. Uh, they were chasing things. They would get one thing resolved, and then something else would would creep up on Thursday and Friday. It looked like maybe he was going to turn a corner, and then uh, Saturday found out that he he went on home to be with Jesus. And I, it so I, there's a lot to process. Um, for all of us and me in particular, because, you know, we worked together professionally and still did, but being family members and, you know, I, I don't have any brothers in my family, I don't have any sibling brothers. And so there have been those people in my lifetime, like Rob, like Ken Roberts, like people like that, who have really been instrumental in kind of um, me trying to emulate or follow and say, I kind of want to be like them. And I really don't want to make this about me. I, 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 this, is, this is completely not about me, but I will tell you that um, there was a uh, – something happened in 1990 that were Rob not involved. I probably am not sitting here today doing what I'm doing because the path that it took. When I left Grayson County – I went to visit him, and it was it was because of his situation that I got a situation that then set in motion the path that led to, you know, really the last 30 years of my life. And so uh, for that I am grateful, and so just additional sadness. Now, many of you don't know, we also lost a very close friend of ours, um, Steve Steve Meredith, a couple of weeks ago. Steve did mornings here back in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s. He was from Edmondson County. And Steve is solely, maybe not solely to credit, but we'll give him a lot of credit. Steve's the reason that Sam's here.
2: Oh, one hundred percent. It was uh, <laughs> no, yeah. There's no.
0: It was Steve's recommendation that Sam uh, come to Litchfield and and join our team. And so I'll not only be forever be grateful for his friendship, but I'll be grateful for uh, him sending Sam our way as well. And so it's just just too much loss. And you know, I, I will tell you selfishly that there'd been during this pandemic, I had been able to largely escape loss that was directly related to covid not that we hadn't had loss but loss that you could attribute to covid and here in the waning days of the pandemic not both of those are not necessarily directly related to covid but they're covid connected and so it's just kind of uh, insulting if you will day. so it's just it's sad i don't have any particulars for you uh, uh, regarding, uh, Rob and his, uh, arrangements, but I know we'll be able to pass those, uh, along and our prayers are with, uh, Mandy and Patrick and Zoe. And then all of his, you know, all of his aunts and uncles on that side of the family as well. So, uh, I do have, um, I, I have us on the look. The last time Rob was on the show, it's been some time ago, but he sat in one day back in 2016 as a co-host of this show and so I'm I'm I want to go back and listen to it and see if it's worthy of sharing again because he kind of shares the story his story of this building and how he his career and how he came to be so we'll be looking forward to uh, to hearing that so again just kind of uh, hate to share news like that I uh, hate to have the, to draw the short straw to have to share news like that over the weekend governor bashir's office uh, reported a combined new 1,737 COVID-19 cases, 723 on Friday, 646 on Saturday, 368 on Sunday. Officials reported a combined 20 coronavirus-related deaths. That uh, uh, four of those were produced via an audit. The rolling seven-day positivity rate has now increased four straight days from Wednesday's 3.11 to 3.43, but still manageable. As of yesterday, hospitalizations decreased by six patients. Uh, Patients on ventilators went up by three people to 48. The governor is saying that we are now uh, just over 731,000 vaccinations away from the goal that he established, the $2.5 million, 2.5 million Kentuckian vaccinations. So we're at uh, 1,768,000 trying to get to Uh, 2.5 in a reasonable amount of time. A Litchfield man has suffered critical injuries in a truck versus ATV accident on Sunbeam Road. Sunday night about 7, uh, the Sheriff's Office and uh, Constable Mark Stanton, LFD, GCEMS, responded to the 3300 block of Sunbeam Road. First responders found an ATV being driven by 61-year-old Ronnie Decker had attempted to turn left into a driveway when he was northbound and turned directly into the path of a uh, Ford F-250 truck. The truck struck the Ford's front driver's side tire, tossing Decker from the ATV and onto the roadway. The Ford, in an attempt to miss the ATV, drove off the roadway and into a yard. He Decker was transported to uh, Owensboro Health Twin Lakes before being uh, airlifted to uh, Louisville. So you can read more about that at K105.com. Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Oaks and Derby 147 now in the books. I guess we've learned yet again, don't bet against Bob Baffert as uh, Medina Spirits and John Velasquez aboard wins Kentucky Derby 147. And Sam, do I recall correctly that your grandmother said "Don't, don't. Get, and then, yeah. On the horse there. Don't bet, uh, don't fail to take the pink blanket, saddle blanket. And so there you go. John Velasquez and, wins. And
2: my mom is watching right now. <laughs> she will confirm this.
0: And so I, that's immediately what I said. Well, Sam's grandmother was correct. And um, Rock Your World, I had Rock Your World in a box. Rock Your World got uh, its world rocked out of the gate and pretty much got eliminated. <laughs> Hot Rod Charlie hung in there. I was a little bit surprised that Essential Quality did not board, um, but was in a box for a lot of people that that took him. But big weekend for John Velasquez on the whole because he won the Oak Sand Derby. Uh, he was on, what, Malathot on Friday afternoon on the Philly. And then I just am really impressed how Bob Baffert was able to fly under the radar with this horse. But... Uh, you will you will find Bob Baffert giving a whole lot of credit to John Velasquez because maybe they didn't have the best horse, but they had the best combination of horse and jockey that knew where to put him, where yeah. they had to be at the top of the stretch. And,
2: and see, I, he just I, let him, I didn't he know just that Bob Baffert was the trainer of that yeah. horse until, but when I heard it in the pre-race, I was like, oh, <laughs> and my pick it it feels, feels a little better,
0: better now. Even Coach, better. Medina Spirit and Mandalore stride for stride. But Charlie, and essential quality, closing on the outside, the four of them come into the final furlong, Mandaloon fighting for the front, Medina Spirit battles on,
2: Hot Rock Charlie on the outside, essential quality on the far outside, the four of them coming to the finish in the Kentucky Derby, here's the wire! Larry Coleman, this is unbelievable. Yeah, so he's so good. <laughs> great,
0: great calls. Now, I I think that going into the Preakness, uh, Medina uh, Medina or was it Medina? How are you all Medina saying? Medina Spirit. It? I just can't, you know, funky cold to you. Um, <laughs> I they they won't bump they won't disrupt or bump a horse that's twelve to one. You know, if Essential Quality had been in that same spot, you'd have seen somebody go after them, especially earlier on. But everyone was laying back. Every mm-hmm. jockey in that field was thinking this horse is going to run out of gas because this horse went off at twelve to one. And so nobody charged late enough until it was too late and they said, wow. Well, there you go, you can you can have the line. So it um it was an exciting race. We haven't seen one that close in a while at to you know, to have four horses within a length of one another. It was uh, pretty exciting on um, on Saturday afternoon. So. Well,
1: and I know that we don't have a lot of time, but soup and sandwich, I was so proud of <laughs> for the initial.
0: First so, Ray, for a moment. <laughs> well, no,
1: second. But no. Medina Spirit was first the entire length, right?
0: No, I think soup and sandwich actually got out early uh, went from first to last,
1: but I watched it. I was like, "Oh, honey, <laughs> yeah!" Like it, it totally ran out of steam. Stopped yeah. off, it
0: stopped off for a soup and sandwich somewhere along the, <laughs> somewhere along the line. Uh, Bernie Sanders, an ex lawmaker, um, uh, Charles Booker attended a Kentucky rally on over the weekend. The rally for Kentucky's working class was held outside the Ali Center. Uh, I believe it was on on Saturday. Lots going on in in Louisville, so not too often you can report that Bernie Sanders was in was in uh, Kentucky. I think the last time, if you all will remember, the last time that Bernie Sanders was in Kentucky, he was in Bowling Green. Uh, the last time I remember him being in, he was in Bowling Green, and we dispatched Lauren Reisinger down to report. She was our official Bernie Sanders correspondent.
2: I remember. That. I remember in. I guess this is probably 2016 election. I was leaving Western, moving out that day for mm-hmm. the semester, and it was either the day Hillary was there or Bernie was there, and I had to go, like, all the way around because she was, gonna, she was at the train museum, and that's exactly the path that I would have to take to get home, so I had you to did. go all the way around because the roads were completely shut down.
0: Kyle Bush thought he had a third-place car yesterday, but uh, he was proven wrong on his birthday. He had a first-place car. So much as I don't like it, I guess I'm happy for people who win on their birthday. So congratulations to Kyle Bush, I suppose. Uh <laughs> not not my favorite driver, but I certainly like being a there, so I'm not too bad. Uh the Reds and Cubs yesterday. Wow. Uh, an extra innings affair. Uh home run derby. Sam is Sam is smiling at the outcome. What was it? Twelve That's innings? Right.
2: Dennis is watching. Yeah, twelve
0: 10, innings, thirteen innings, what was uh, ten it? innings,
2: ten innings, ten innings. You just think it was that many because it was thirteen to twelve. Oh, or thirteen it was.
0: runs, thirteen runs, and twelve. Ten runs. home runs, tying oh.
2: the record for most at GABP. It was a exciting game.
0: So for the Cubs, uh, the what Reds pick up two of three. Yes, on, on the correct. Cubs, and for the Cubs, they will, uh, they will be in a three game series against the Dodgers today. Uh, starting today and the Reds are what, playing the White Sox tomorrow?
2: Tomorrow and Wednesday yeah, two game two game series against the White Sox. Okay. All right.
0: So they go from National League Chicago to mm-hmm. American League Chicago. All right. I guess they'll get enough of that. And then a big weekend for uh, UK football and the NFL draft. Six former Kentucky players selected in the NFL draft yesterday. We told you about uh what, Jamin Davis? Washington uh, football team, yeah, in the first round, but then a lot of Kentuckians coming: Uh, Kelvin Joseph, Quentin Bohanna, Brandon Eccles, Phil Hoskins, and Landon Young drafted. Landon taken two hundred sixth overall by the New Orleans Saints, and I thought, well, that's just poetic uh, to be with the Saints. You'd rather be with the Saints than the Sinners, obviously. (laughs) And so yesterday morning, I'm so happy for for Landon, and I know he was. He was in Grayson County during the during the draft, so that's where he got the news on where he was headed. He will be headed to New Orleans in a couple of weeks, and then he'll be home for a couple of weeks, and then he'll go back. It'll be time for rookie camp and getting settled in. So it's the beginning of an amazing journey for Landon. Very happy for him uh, joining uh, joining the Saints. And I had the privilege of escorting his mamaw tutor into church yesterday. And so uh, she was on my arm, and we walked into the church house (laughs) singing When the Saints Go Marching In. (laughs) And so I just thought it was very appropriate to do yesterday. So congratulations to Landon, and happy for him and the entire family in celebrating that great accomplishment. we got to get to a break. State Representative Samara Heverin is our guest today. We're going to look back on the legislative session, also kind of look forward to uh, things that are uh, happening legislatively in Frankfort. we got that and a whole lot more coming up here on In the Know. segment of In the Know is brought to you by the Luttrell Staffing Group. Don't miss their hiring event for Bell Cheese coming up Wednesday at the Center on Main. uh, That'll be from 10 to 2 on Wednesday, May 5th, 13 to 1335 an hour. They are hiring for Bell Cheese positions. That's the Luttrell Staffing Group. Go to LuttrellStaffing.com. Or call or text questions to 270-900-4370. That's the Belchese hiring event on Wednesday at the Center on Maine at 10 to 2. Today is uh, Wordsmith Day. It is also two different colored shoes day today. And it's also the day that we say good morning and welcome back to State Representative Samara Hevron. Good morning. Welcome back.
3: Good morning. I'm glad to be here.
0: <laughs> it's so good to see you. I don't guess we've seen you maybe in person since the fall.
3: I think you're uh, right. I
0: think uh, maybe back around election day. As a legislator, you have you don't have a lot of sessions under your belt, but between being a legislator being a staffer at multiple levels of government, you've had a front row seat to a lot of sessions. How atypical was this one compared to the ones you've experienced otherwise?
3: You know, it, it was a 30-day session, but it felt like we crammed 90 days into 30 days. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it was, it was a wild session. We didn't really know what to expect. We passed a one-year budget uh, since last year when we convened. We only passed a one-year budget due to COVID. We didn't know really what to expect. So on top of having to do a budget, we also had to take care of a lot of the other states' issues uh, that came up during the the interim last year.
0: It, uh, You know, going into the session, we were sort of told, well, there won't be any heavy lifting items. We're going to try and keep it light because it's a short session. We've got to come up with a revised spending plan. We also really don't know... What the horizon looks like over the next couple of years, we think we're getting some federal money, but we don't know how much it will be. We don't know what we're supposed to do with. But then magically, it kind of turned into a more frenetic session. There was more involved, I think, than was advertised early January. Would you, is that your, also your assessment?
3: Yes. uh, That was the conversation, you know, on day 29 and day 30, we were all looking at each other and we were like, wow, I thought it was going to be a light session. Uh, But you know, when things come up, we've got to take care of them. You know, HHR was a really big conversation, historical horse racing this session. We obviously uh, celebrated part of that on Saturday with the Kentucky Derby. Uh, But there were some issues that came up that were timely that we needed to make sure to get taken care of.
0: I read an article that came out of your office so I know you've also read it um but it, the, but the theme was so much of what you all were focusing on so much of maybe what you were focusing on in the session was relative to healthcare and making sure that we as Kentuckians have the proper uh, a proper amount and the right kinds of access kind of share with share with us your your perspective or what prism you were looking for from a healthcare standpoint during the session
3: you know I think the biggest thing uh, one of the bills I want to talk about is house bill 556 was which was the rural hospital loan program and what it did is it, it allocated twenty million dollars to a revolving loan fund um, for rural hospitals you know over Um, We have 100 hospitals, and over half of them are rural hospitals here in Kentucky. And so what it does is it allows them to take loans out for infrastructure, medical equipment, and staff. You know, staffing's a really big issue right now with COVID-19, and I think that's really going to help people. And we've got lots of jobs around. And, you know, I think all of those things make rural hospitals a better place. We've really got to be able to focus on those things because those are the places that are taking care of our people.
0: You know, you just really gave me a good reminder that I you know, here in present day, twenty twenty one, we understand the human resources battle that most employers are facing, especially in certain sectors. But very, um very astutely you point out that it was this time last year that you saw the healthcare industry my word, I'll say get decimated from an employment standpoint, because you had so many people that were fearful that said, "I, I, I'm going to opt not to put my life on the line every day due to a pandemic, or for fear of catching this virus, or bringing it home to my family." That it was really healthcare first that was suffering the human resources um, struggles, and now many more of us are. But it sounds like you're working to try and and help healthcare navigate their way through that.
3: Absolutely, and you know we're now over a year into this, and now our nurses and our, our healthcare professionals are tired. They've been trying to battle COVID nineteen on the ground, and they're exhausted. And you know, we're all we all know burnout. And so I think just ways that we can help rural hospitals is providing them more more funding like that.
0: It's not as if rural hospitals was having a walk in the park prior to February and March of of twenty twenty. So in ways it was it was compounding, but perhaps in ways of silver lining, it completely has our attention now because without the system, without the healthcare system that we've had uh, over the last 15 months, we would be in be in a world of hurt. Uh, also, over the last year, I think we have really understood, we've learned at, as Kentuckians, especially in the more rural areas, that the lack of internet infrastructure could very well be our our downfall. And so I saw an article recently that you, uh, that you all composed and that you published that was relative to the last mile. Now, a lot of people, more and more people are understanding what last mile means, but kind of define what last mile means and your emphasis on it.
3: So it's the big thing. Is it's getting broadband to homes and in rural areas. That's the last mile. Currently, they're you know we're able to get it in town and in businesses, but actually getting it to people's houses is the last mile. Is what I consider it to be.
0: And you know we've seen um, we've seen NCTC and Warren RACC's partnership and the Grayson County Health Foundation you know be part of that to help uh, bring broadband to the doorsteps of of uh, of residents but if we're not um if we don't get innovative if we don't make this happen we're we're losing out we're being left behind those who have a better competitive footing than we do so it it should have a lot of our attention now i also read in that article that you know you sort of you you all framed the um and backtracked to kentucky wired and we've kind of followed kentucky wired over the years and for a long time i was fearful that kentucky wired was not going in the end going to be nothing but a boondoggle but has it served its purpose are we using kentucky wired as a way of getting broadband to more kentuckians or was it a waste of money
3: i think it depends on who you talk to um you know there there's mixed signals i think that it did get us Partially there but the most important is getting the last mile done and that it did not finish that and so in the beginning, you know, and it was a lot more money than what we expected. That was a huge investment. We did not realize that was going to come, which that happened, you know, prior to me serving in the Kentucky General Assembly. But, you know, the big focus we wanted to do this year is we actually passed um, a bill, House Bill 320, that gave $250 million in federal COVID relief funds to the broadband deployment fund that we did last year. And so what this means is that agencies, companies, and organizations can apply for these grants. Now, they must pay at least 50%. And the fees must go to construction, development, and improvement. But, you know, a lot of counties aren't blessed in the Commonwealth like we are in Grayson County. You know, I know Judge Henderson is doing a great job of working with the different groups to really bring broadband to Grayson County. But we've got to make sure to take care of the rest of the Commonwealth, too.
0: I, I'm glad you're here this morning because I need your perspective from a legislator side because I'm having, I'm having trouble getting clarity from – a citizen and a member of the media side, uh, I have been monitoring governor bashir 's ongoing executive orders about the mask mandate now we can debate the we can debate the legalities of that and whether they 're enforceable, et cetera, et cetera. But he had been setting these 30-day terms as a recommendation that he, this is the, the guidance that we should follow, and a lot of that is born out of CDC guidance, and and so that, that's one thing. But I noticed that on March the 29th was the last time this issue was really covered by the governor's office. But then so that would that would you know, kick us out to April the 29th. But we I didn't see anything late last week where he was offering or giving guidance. But then we hear people say, well, the legislature took care of this and really changed his ability to renew these 30 day things. So to a person who is confused on the issue, is there a mask mandate or is there not a mask mandate? And what role did the legislature play in that in that area?
3: You know, Mark, that's a really tricky question. Um, well, currently, that is tied up in in court right now. Okay. Um, you know, so with House Bill 1, uh, we did the framework for opening schools and businesses. And in Senate Bill 1, we did the executive authority during emergencies. Those bills are in court. So currently, they're kind of at a standstill. Um, you know, and, you know, I've been working with our local health department and county attorney on getting some some language drafted for this. But, you know, currently it's just tied up. Now, we really did work this session to rein in the executive branch. And so that included, you know, if if there's an emergency order, uh, an emergency executive order, that after 30 days the General Assembly would come into session to make sure that we still need to continue that. So we're not in an emergency order for 14 to 15 months like we currently are. Okay.
0: Well, and the reason that I ask is is, uh, I would imagine many Kentuckians and Americans are like me and – not always sure who to listen to you know you would hope that you're getting good messaging and guidance from the cdc you would hope you're getting good messaging and guidance from presidential administration from congress from the governor's office, from the legislature, from health, from and all these things come together. But then you get conflicting ideas. You get one person that says, well, this is necessary. You get another faction that said this is not necessary, and it makes it very challenging. And my observation has been is that order or no order, you're just seeing people abandon the idea of wearing face coverings as, as uh, vaccinations go up. But one of the reasons I ask you is that makes it very challenging for businesses because then, you know, the businesses are we have to make our own decision because, well, we want our customers to do it, but then more and more of them are not doing it. So at what point in time is it just unenforceable and we just all decide to move on? I can tell by your facial expression you've got some of the same questions.
3: I do, (laughs) and I have been told I can't give legal advice. (laughs) Okay, that's
0: a a good idea not not to give it, but – what else what, – um, what's on the horizon for you from a legislative standpoint? How will you spend your summer and the rest of the year before – you know, for your part-time job of being a legislator, right? Yes. Quote fingers, your part-time job yes,
3: of part-time. being a
0: legislator. What, what's cooking for you this summer?
3: You know, we'll start interim joint committee hearings in June. And so those really lay the groundwork for what issues we're going to cover next session. Uh, something I want to do is do a few town halls here in in uh, the 18th district and hear what issues are important to the, the constituents here, what issues they've been having to deal with, you know, whether it's to do with COVID or another issue. Something I was really proud of, Mark, is that during this past session, I was able to work with our county attorney, Jeremy Loxton, House Bill 310 and what it did is he had a a he had a constituent come to him with an issue and we worked on that together and just being able to serve the people of Grayson County like that made me so happy uh, because it really it's a direct impact and so hopefully I'm going to be able to work with some of our county officials or Chamber of Commerce on some issues that are Grayson County and 18th district specific.
0: I also heard last hour that you will probably be part of the National Day of Prayer ceremony on Thursday.
3: Yes, I will be. (laughs) I
0: heard uh, somebody representing that cause mention that you and uh, your colleague from the other chamber, State Senator Steve Meredith, will be participating in that. So I I know you're going to be in the district at least part of this week.
3: Yes, I will be.
0: Anything we need to know before you go?
3: No. um, Just, you know, if there's any way that you need to contact me, feel free to reach out to my legislative office if there's an issue that I can help with, and I'd be happy to help.
0: All right. Thanks for kinda of putting a, a button on the on the session for us and kinda of looking forward to your summer. Come back anytime, okay?
3: Thanks, Mark.
0: Thanks. That's eighteenth District State Representative Samara Hevron. Looking back on the twenty twenty one session for the General Assembly. We gotta get to a break, we'll come back, got plenty more on the way. Hang around, you're on in the know. Perry wasn't allowed to eat Lucky Charms as a child because her religious parents said the word "lucky" was associated with Lucifer. Oh
1: my! Oh wow!
0: I can see if you follow that word back far enough, it might—you know—there might be some connotations to that. But that's uh, they're talk,
2: magically delicious. <laughs> talk about being a hardliner! I
0: mean, you draw the line. I don't care. I don't care how magically delicious they are. You're not having them because they're associated with Lucifer. So, that's uh, I did not know that until this morning. I got something to say about Katy Perry and just a month. not about her, but connected to uh, connected to last night. Let's I play kind of where you're going, a round man. of you pick trivia. You pick trivia for today. I was thinking about the next time we play you pick trivia. Not today. It's too late to do it today. What I thought we would do is we would allow a member of the audience to join and play, you pick trivia for prizes. Ooh. I'm ready to give prizes away again. Are you all ready to give prizes
2: away? I oh, am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited okay. to see what you got.
0: So uh, we'll do that next time we do you pick trivia. Today I'm going to make you all carry the load, but it's going to be super easy. Okay, Uh-oh. this should be these, <laughs> that worries me. These yeah, should be <laughs> very easy for you. Feel free to play along in the comment section if you like to, just to prove how smart you are.
2: I'm lucky I can cheat off the comments
0: if I need to. (laughs) Here's you pick trivia question number one. What is a baby horse called? What is a baby horse called? After the weekend, you should know this. Uh, A, calf. B, foal. C, kit. Or D, kitty. Is it a calf, a foal, a kit, or a kitty? What is a baby horse called? See, I'm a Yankee. You're a Kentucky Yankee. Yes. Yeah. Uh, You don't know the answer?
2: I think I do. I'm not sure, though. I think I'm off, though. I hope you're pulling my leg. No, I I mean, I really, I'm not a a (laughs) horse guy. I made my one horse pick of the year. I'm 100%, so quit while you're ahead, right?
0: (laughs) Is your answer locked in?
2: It's locked in. Okay, that that
0: way you can't change it when you hear the correct answer. Beach is it A, uh, calf, B, foal, C, Kit, or D, Kitty.
2: It's a foal. It's a
0: foal. <laughs> Sam, what did you put? Foal. All right. Okay,
2: that's what I thought. You I was, got it. it. I was, was about 75% foal. sure.
0: I was a little bit nervous there for a second. Uh, I am uh, I am really mad at American Idol. Uh, Me too. I'm, I am mad because this dumb publicity stunt they pulled about letting somebody from back Letting somebody from last year back into the competition has cost them one of their stars.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I have
0: to say this Arthur Gunn getting back in last night, and then America on a whim decided, oh let's vote, vote got, "Oh, let's vote yeah, for him because he got let's vote for him because he got eliminated last year. He had just as much chance so to to win last year night. as anyone else did." And so he lost out to just Sam, but he gets back in, and now Alyssa Ray is out. That Hunter Metz had no business being in the top seven. He doesn't deserve to be in. Arthur Gunn doesn't deserve to be in. And now it's Grace's to win. I hope Grace walks away with it. Her performance of Into the Unknown last night me amazing. What was did Alyssa amazing. Ray say? A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella. She okay. looked phenomenal. She did a great yes. job. She was number six. There were others in there that just had no...
2: Now, don't, don't they have a save? Did they already use already their save? Already used it. They're already beyond they? that point. I hope I hope they're happy
0: though. Uh, this is this is Jennifer Hudson all over again. Is what uh, is what this is. Here's question number two. of you pick trivia, who is the most followed person on Instagram? Who is the most followed person on Instagram? Is it A. Dwayne Johnson, B. Ariana Grande, C. Cristiano Ronaldo, or D. Mark Zuckerberg? Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Ariana Grande, Cristiano Ronaldo, or Mark Zuckerberg, the most followed person on social, on Instagram, on IG specifically. Alyssa Ray has so much more talent than. Yes. The, I, I thought they were pulling our leg. When they lined her up, when they when they put her out there with the other three that weren't going through, I thought this is what they do. See, they let her go first. When they really they sometimes they name her first when she's in. They're creating drama by saying, "Oh, she just barely go got through," because they're not announcing the vote totals in order. They were not announcing them like, "Here's the most votes and here's the least votes." I thought they're just creating drama. And then when when Ryan said Arthur Gunn, I was like, "You're kidding me." I mean, he's. He's a one-trick pony. Everything he sings sounds exactly like the same song. It's awful. Terrible. All right, what did you all lock in? Uh, Sam, I'll go with you first. What did you lock in? Dwayne Johnson, Ariana Grande, Cristiano Ronaldo, or Mark Zuckerberg.
2: I'm going to say Ronaldo just because he's, like, the most popular soccer player, and I'm thinking across the world, but I might be wrong. Okay. Miss Buckles, what did you I say? I said
1: Ariana. I don't insta, so.
0: Yeah. No, I don't really either, but No. So. Uh, if you no said Cristiano Ronaldo correct ah, good job. sam was on the right line of thinking because he's a global celebrity yes. due sense. to soccer where the if, other if three you wouldn't are. have
2: given me i would have guessed like kylie jenner or something like that <laughs> just thinking or kim kardashian and somewhere in that
0: ariana Grande is usually in the thick of things as far as being uh, is being very popular on ig as they say
2: one shocked it wasn't zuckerberg
0: and then are you ready for this one if you have arachnophobia what are you afraid of? If you have arachnophobia, what are you afraid of? I told you this, these were easy. A, heights. B, spiders. C, crowds. Or D, racks. Get it? Arachnophobia. I have phobia-phobia. Fear-phobia? Fear-phobias. I have phobia-phobia. That's what I have. Are you all already locked in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Beach, I'll go with you first. What uh, What did you say? Spiders. You said spiders. Be spiders. Sam, what did you say? I'm um, spiders as well. You said be spiders. If you said be spiders, you are correct. So congratulations to uh, the two of you and all those that got that, one, uh, got that one correct. I was saddened to hear of the passing of Olympia Dukakis over the weekend. What, from Steel Magnolias? And oh, yeah. uh, what else? Is she she's in. She was Cher's mom in Moonstruck, mm-hmm. I think. So Olympia Dukakis had a very long career. She goes on in, and uh, so rest in peace to her. Gotta to get to a break. We'll come back. Got another tattoo fail to tell you about. Plus we got point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, chart toppers, and more coming up here on In the Know. point to ponder for today. What are you absolutely not good at? Oh, What are you art. absolutely, I knew <laughs> Sam was going to say art, Aww. but art in general, because you, I yes. think you need to be more specific. Art. Well, you're a musician.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I mean, sure. I haven't picked up my trombone in six years, but you but. have
0: musical ability. Yes. So okay. you, so uh. performing arts, you, you have some performing arts You mean specific to painting or drawing or? Drawing,
2: graphic design, uh, yes. Just in that entire, anything my father got, Mm -hmm. I didn't get. Okay, all right.
1: Okay, I'm struggling with this one. Um, The first thing that came to mind was pigs in a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good at that. you
0: can't broadly say you're bad at cooking. So that that would be.
1: So that's why I questioned. Um, um, I'm going to go with math. I am not good at math at all.
0: Okay. Um,
1: like any form.
0: Yeah. I, you know, the thing that comes to mind for me, I am poor at geometry. Yep. I don't I don't like geometry. That came up yesterday in uh, the sermon about geometry. And I think the question was, are you good at geometry? Do you like geometry? And I noticed my dad raised his hand that he was either good at it or liked it. And I was, I thought. I'm not good at geometry. And I can draw. I can track back exactly to why. One, why do I need this? Two, instruction. Three, I realized about the only thing that I na- needed to know. I don't even like pool. Like pool is a sport that you have to know geometry to be able to play it. And I don't even, so that's how bad I don't you like mean, or don't, don't know You don't have geometry. to calculate
2: the hypotenuse of, of things and so, so use the a. C, A, B-A theory, is that a thing? Uh, isosceles.
1: Uh, I'm better at geometry than I am regular math or algebra, so.
0: Trapezoid. There you go. I know degrees, but I know, I, I know degrees because uh, Michael Jordan did a 360 mm-hmm. when I was a kid. So, okay, I got it. 360 all the way around. I like uh, air travel. I like flight. So to use as headings, I know degrees. I know, you know, 40, forty-five yep. degree angle. Well, sure, three point one four. You can do the rest, but
2: one five nine. I got nothing else after that.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you all know that I love tattoo fails. We found a, a brethren of ours. Uh, his name is Mason Schrader. Mason Schrader decided that he wanted to pledge his allegiance to the radio station in St. Louis that he was working for, and he went out and got his the station logo. Tattooed on his upper right arm, so that shows dedication to the job you're work to the company you're working for w i l in this case it's a country station. He was half of the morning drive Mason and Remy show so uh zach it was his uh, it was his partner uh, but uh, he got fired <laughs> two two weeks later after oh. he got his tattoo uh no one week. After he got his tattoo pledging his loyalty <laughs> to his uh, station, he got, he got fired. Again, I go back to there are few things that you can be assured of to the point of inking your body in them. So I would just offer <laughs> a cautionary tale in that regard. That's what
2: you don't have the K one hundred and five logo tattoo.
0: Believe it or not, I do. I do (laughs) not. If anyone were going to, I would think it would probably be me, or should be me. But, uh, but I don't even think that's a good recommendation for myself. (laughs) On television tonight, on NBC, The Voice, also on the Food Network, the season four premiere of Best Baker in America. I'm not a baker. I might be an okay chef, but I'm really good chef. I'm not. I'm not a baker per se, or per se. Today's highlight in history, this date 1948, the Supreme Court in Shelley versus Kramer ruled that covenants prohibiting the sale of real estate to blacks or members of other racial groups were legally unenforceable. In 1802, Washington, D.C. was incorporated as a city. And in 2007, Britain's Queen Elizabeth II arrived in Virginia for the commemoration of Jamestown's 400th anniversary. Birthdays today, Frankie Valley is 87, Greg Gumbel is 75, Willie Geist from the Today Show is 46, Dulé Hill is 46, Eric Church is 44, Cheryl Burke is 37, and... Tr- My dad. My dad's birthday today. Your dad's birthday is today? today. Oh, 58. 58. So happy birthday, Dad. Mm, he's sharing a birthday with Machiavelli.
2: I'm sure he's honored.
0: Is he, a Machia- is he Machiavellian? Is he a philosopher?
2: No, I probably wouldn't say that. Okay. He'd probably prefer Greg Gumbel. I mean, that's... Although, I would have never guessed Greg Gumbel was 75.
0: Yeah. He's aging well. my ear was born in 1898. James Brown, godfather of soul. Is your dad more like James Brown?
2: I, I mean, <laughs> if you're giving that list, probably yes. Huh. I don't know.
0: I was trying to think. I saw someone else here that didn't make the first list that I was talking about. I wanted to give you other choices. Um, Pete Seeger, the folk singer. Is he like him. Potentially,
2: no? I don't know. My mom says he's watching right now, so it, well, he, he doesn't. He doesn't Facebook, so I'm not sure that he'll be able to relay the message. Uh, but. Homer Bailey
0: was born this date in 1986.
2: That's a Reds connection, but uh, we got some bad. Uh, I mean, I was at his no hitter, but Homer isn't necessarily the most w- beloved. What Cincinnati about Red. Brooks
0: Kepka? He shares a birthday with Brooks Kepka.
2: golfer. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, no. He yes. won what did you win? Like back to back US opens or something like that? Yeah,
0: Brooks Kepka. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really good. He's he's one of the greatest golfers of the last, you know, five years or so. Nineteen fifty eight, David Seville was number one with the witch doctor.
2: Not bad.
1: I
0: like it. I don't want to hear it every day. I don't mind hearing it once a year as a chart topper. Let's go to 1967, The Monkees' number one with a little bit of me.
2: Now, see, this uh, would be something he would probably appreciate.
0: He would. For a little bit, you, a little bit me. Kind of
2: the talk will
0: be okay. It's one of the lesser-known Monkees'
2: number one singles. He says, James Brown, this is the best, (laughs) (laughs) connection-wise. Jump back. (laughs) Kiss myself. (laughs) (laughs) Siri, you. Mind
0: down, the people say. (laughs) Let's go to uh, Johnny Taylor, Disco Lady, number one at
1: 76.
0: Mm, Okay.
2: That was enough.
0: I agree. I, I was not familiar with Disco Lady. <clears throat> I am familiar with the number one single from 1985 by right a little group right called DeBarge
1: right right
0: and Rhythm of the Night. I actually the had used to have friends that dressed this way. <laughs> It's true. People dressed like that in the mid-80s.
1: And were really cool. It is true. Um,
0: mm, <laughs> perceived to be cool. Uh, okay. I, I'm not saying some people might disagree that it was cool. All
1: right.
0: The sign, Ace of Base, number one in 1994. I'd like to hear a mashup of this with uh, Billing Valls Here's your sign. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Here's no, your sign. 2003, Justin Timberlake, Rock Your Body, was number one. But nine years ago today, Katie, Katy Perry was number one with Part of Me.
2: Is not one of her better known ones. It's either. not. Uh,
0: Katy Aleya loved Katy Perry yes. dressed as Tinkerbell last night. It was so good. She loved the wings, the ears. Yeah, uh, it, it was all it was very good. Yeah. And I have also noticed that whenever Katy Perry speaks, Aleya pays complete attention to what she's saying, but she couldn't give a care about Lionel Richie or about Luke Bryan. <laughs> well, yeah, because Katy's always right? dressed as some Disney character when she comes out. <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today, happiness and sadness run parallel to each other. When one takes a rest, the other tends to pick up the slack. Happiness and sadness run parallel to each other. When one takes a rest, the other tends to take up the slack. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beege, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered
2: by Heritage Media of Kentucky, WKHG Litchfield, Kentucky, USA, 104.9 FM, The Twin Lakes, Best Mix, K105. Your news starts now.